I, okay, so you've talked demon souls, and you talk. Oh God, I'm. I, I can't remember. I don't Dude, think I, I went do the same thing. I don't all think the I time. went too deep into it. Um, no, not yeah. You, it was kind of just during that like PS5 segment. Yeah, it was yeah. more like I got a PS5. Yeah, and like I had to get Demon Souls. Yep. Are you still playing Demon Souls, or are you mostly? Well, I was gonna to say stuff about that. Says okay. My, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I I I finished it. Okay. Podcast. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I was saving it for the cast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Howdy. John Hines. Hey, hello. And DJ Mandolini. Yo. And we're back with all four of us to talk about some video games mm-hmm. per usual. And uh, let's just uh, dive right into it. DJ, I know you're still uh, getting some mileage out of that PS5 that you just got. <laughs> sure better I chatted about a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, I finished Demon's Souls a lot sooner than expected because uh, it, it's a lot shorter. Than In a I, week? Well, it's a lot shorter than I remembered because like my first playthrough, I was just so bad that it took me so long. But then I realized, like, oh, there's actually, like, a lot less content compared to, like, Mm. Dark Souls or whatever. It's, like, maybe, like, I would say it's, like, maybe even, like, half the size, in my opinion. Okay. Um, Give me a ballpark on the hours that you think Demon Souls and Dark Souls is, because we're going to be wildly different on it. (laughs) I mean, like, for for both, I'm going to try to, like, 100% them, like, do every boss. So I'd say for... Dark Souls, um, certainly at least 40 hours, okay. I think, is a safe estimate. And I think um, Demon Souls was maybe in maybe the 20 range, maybe a little more. Dang. Um, okay. 25-ish. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, I was like starting to count them by hand. I was just like, yeah, there are a few less bosses in Demon Souls. It's, it's a little more straightforward. Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah, done with that. Uh, I need some new, like, PS5 games, like, legit PS5 games. But I did start uh, Bug Snacks, which yes. I was not initially excited about when I, like, saw the trailer for it. It was like... Cause How I was could like, you not be excited? <laughs> yeah, it looks so cute. <laughs> it looked incredible. <laughs> it, it looked like, I don't know, like it lacked polish or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, it was like the November, I think, like uh, free game of the month. And I was just like, okay, I don't have the PS5 yet. So like, you know, I don't have to worry about downloading this. Like, you know, it's going to be gone by the time I get the PS5. But it's just like, oh, I actually can still download it. So I, I, I had to. I can't. I can't not. <laughs> it's a free game. Yeah, you got to play every PS Plus game. <laughs> I do. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've i been pleasantly surprised with it. Like, really, the only issue I have with the game is that, like, I don't like the animations of the the characters talking. Just, I don't know, when, when it seems like they're talking, like their animation isn't really in sync with what's going on with the audio. That kind of throws <laughs> me a little bit. Um, but other than that, like, you know, I find the world really like, I don't know, interesting to explore. The characters nice. are all very charming, I think. And they all have stupid 
like <laughs> names like Wambus and Triffany. Like, it's, <laughs> it's very up my alley. Um, yeah. And, what, yeah. And what's, what is the gameplay like? You're just like, you're on this like newly discovered island where there's a bunch of creatures called bug snacks that are part bug, part snack. Like, you'll have uh, <laughs> like a spider that is like made out of french fries and it's called frider uh sure sure. (laughs) so and it's really just about uh collecting bug snacks it's very like pokemon-esque like i mean there's no battling or whatever so i guess it's even more like pokemon snap i guess without being like Hmm. on rails or anything um okay but yeah you've got like I don't know, nine, eight or nine, like, different regions with, like, each region has, like, 12 or so different bug snacks, and you have different tools that you need to figure out how to use to capture them all. So there's there's kind of some puzzle elements to it, and I don't know. There's there's just so many, like, good ones. Like, mm-hmm. John, I know, I, I feel like I know the one that you're going to love the most. Uh, yes. His name's Bunger, <laughs> but uh, we'll... We'll, we'll see, because you're, you're, pl- you're planning on getting it, right? Uh, whenever it's available on a platform, I can get it. Well, once he gets that PS4 from you, DJ, right. maybe he can check it out. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've been doing like around 10 hours of this game, and I've actually like just before we started recording, I like I think I captured every single one. There's like maybe 100 Ooh. total. Um, okay, nice. nice. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's really nice. It's a very, like, just easygoing game, which is, yeah. I don't know, I guess, you know, I've been doing a lot of stressful multiplayer stuff lately, so it's been kind of nice to chill a little bit, not worry nice. about, like, disappointing my Overwatch teammates or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's nice to just get kind of lost in, like, an inventive world. Again, like, I don't know much about the game, but just the little snippets I've seen, I'm like, yeah, that looks like a world I'd like to play around in. Yeah, it's cute. Um, yeah. Then uh, to add on some stress, I've returned to, <laughs> I've re- I've returned to right Downwell. Um, <laughs> nice. Oh, you know, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the reason I went back to it is because uh, I actually checked out that one game eavesdrop that you had talked about Mm. a while ago oh nice yeah yeah and like uh i guess it was i it was making me think of downwell Um, it's similar i'm sure like in the videos i've made for that game and when i talked about it on the podcast i'm sure i compared it to downwell in multiple uh facets yeah i it was it, it was the feeling of like this game is chaotic in a similar way that downwell is i find um so i was just like i should you know it's it's been a few years since i played i want to go back and i'd never beaten hard mode um but i beat it up uh booted it up on the ps5 which didn't have any of my previous data so i have to redo normal mode um but i was I, i i think i was into it more than i was the first time um yeah, I still nice. like I, I know how strongly you feel about this that game, Kevin. But yeah, I mean, I you know how I love my just like pick up and play arcade games that are just kind of like immediate. But there's like enough like I love how reactive that game is. And same with eavesdrop. I think that's maybe the similarity, at least for me. It's like you're always constantly reacting to what's on the screen. Like you're just like in that Zen flow state, even though it's super tense. Yeah, I, I'm trying to 
I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why I just don't uh, jive with it as as much as you. Like I, and I think it's part of it is I'm just maybe not as good at it. And I want to be like, well, this game's bad, and that's why I'm not good. <laughs> Maybe I just like it because it's like one game I'm slightly better than you. Because you're not bad at it. You just said you beat it, right? Yeah. Nor- not hard, but you yeah. beat normal. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah they, never yeah. even come close to beating. Neither have I. I'm, yeah. I'm very doubtful that I'll get as far as you did on hard mode, man. Like, it's, it's hard for me to even get out of the first world. It's hard. Hard mode definitely switches up the game enough to where you got to like change up your your strategies a little bit. Yeah. Compared I, to what you do in normal. Yeah. It's just kind of disappointing how we, we were talking about before how like you aren't really rewarded for like making your combos go uh, higher than 25. Like, yeah, it's almost like, OK, once you hit 25 there's actually an incentive then to stop the combo and then get a new one going to get the reward for doing that. Like it's yeah. Cause you get like, if I think if you get like a combo of 10 or 15, I forget what it is. You get like an extra ammo or an extra bullet added to your ammo clip. Yeah. And then if you get 25, you get an extra, like you heal one health point. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I feel like that's my biggest criticism is you're incentivized to end your combo once you get to a threshold. Not if you're chasing the leaderboards, baby. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta beat the game. Maybe that's why you're not beating hard mode. You keep chasing those combos. Well, no, I, I don't go for the combos on hard mode. I only go for it on uh, normal. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying um, to figure out like when is it in my interest to like try to get combos to get the bonuses, and like when I should just try to plow through a level as fast as I can. Yeah, I think there's both like because you you can cut. That's what's cool about that game, too. It's like you can go for the speed running aspect and try to beat it super fast. You can and not go for any upgrades like you can kind of play it however you like, I guess. Yeah, I definitely have like my sense of which upgrades at the end I want to aim for. Um, Because I definitely I, I found that the most helpful for me was like gems refill your uh boots your boots yeah getting gems will also shoot a bullet upwards and And the magnet or whatever whatever like kind of draws in the gems if you have that in tandem with the recharging the boots it's like you can yeah i was just wailing on the boss it felt great (laughs) Um, oh yeah and when you've yeah i just i love that game i gotta boot it up again as well (laughs) yeah it's I, i i am very doubtful that i'll make it though it's i don't know it Maybe I just don't react quickly enough or whatever it is, but I don't know. This this one is a daunting task, but I am that's motivated a, that, just to beat you. Yeah, that's saying something. <laughs> if if you're saying that it's it's a cha- like too challenging to it, you know get to the end or at least beat hard mode, that's that's saying something. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I got I got a lot on my plate, like a bunch <laughs> of stuff I've been playing. I've been playing, like I said, a bunch of Overwatch, which it's actually been great to play on uh, console instead of PC. So nice. I've been oh, yeah. just losing a ton of hours in that. But it's been great. <laughs> nice. Are you it's playing it game. on PS5? Yeah. Yeah, I was doing it on PS4 before I upgraded. But yeah, just doing it on console, just I, I, I need to stop kidding myself. Like, I'm not a PC gamer. As much as I love Warcraft and Starcraft, like, it's, yeah, that's really the extent of it for me. I should maybe. So, 
a question I have on playing Overwatch on PS5, like, did you have that digitally on PS4 before, or... Yes, did yes. You, okay, so you were able to just, like, carry it over from your previous library? Yeah, just about yeah, everything nice. carries over. That's real nice. Yeah. Very <laughs> that's nice. extremely nice. Which is, well, I mean, that is one of the reasons I am very willing to let you borrow the PS4, because <laughs> I can... Because you have everything? Because I have everything, yeah. 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 Nice. Overwatch nice. plays great on controller too. That's where oh, I, yeah. I spent a ton of time playing it on Xbox and on PS4. And yeah, yeah it just always felt natural to me. Yeah. I, yeah, I forgot it, you used to play that all the time, Randall. Oh, I remember yeah. you used to say like, you got to get it. You got to get it. Mega sucked into Overwatch when it first came out. I'd, I'd love to jump back into it. I know they've I, continued I, to add a lot of stuff to it. Ooh, can it's we definitely an eye-catching game. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be down to play with you guys. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I guess, DJ, since you were talking about Downwell, I, I wasn't necessarily planning on talking about this game, but just it's a real quick. Uh, I checked out this game actually earlier today called Slugcaster, and it's like it was made for uh, another game jam. Which, uh, the game Boy, I think it was the game, GB Jam 5, nice. Game Boy Jam, um, and it's got a Game Boy, you know, two or three bit color palette. Um, one of the cool things, too, is like the color palette every time you die just switches over, and it's like a super Ooh. simple single screen arcade game where basically it's kind of got like uh, Luft Rousers style controls like not so much where you're there's not as much physics but basically you're shooting you have one joystick that controls everything or you know arrow keys or whatever but you're basically if you if you press down you're going to shoot down but it's also going to propel you upwards okay and there's spikes at the top of the screen and there's also water at the bottom of the screen you can go into the water but like if you go off the screen you'll drop and die um but basically i mean you're literally just trying to kill as many enemies as you can it's kind of gets bullet hell-esque at times they don't necessarily shoot at you a ton but it's just kind of kill as many enemies go for a high score again it was uh, made for a game jam so it's just kind of a short thing but the polish the music like everything about it and you know i love like i was just saying like my kind of bite-sized arcade game so if you're looking for like a little time waster um i really really recommend checking that one out and uh i guess just briefly real quick another one that i checked out and i know i talk about the games from matt ugg all the time and i think i mentioned that uh connor grail does the music for those um and there's another game that uh, he actually hit a, hit me up on twitter and was like hey i know you're always checking out arcadey stuff and uh, me and some buddies just worked on a game called disc gun uh, which was also made for that disc room game jam that i oh, talked about okay. a while back and this is yet another game that I like more than Disc Room that was made for the Disc Room Game Jam. It has a very similar art style to Disc Room, like that cartoony. Again, I think they actually did share some of the assets. But the way this game works is you have your character that you control and then the saw blades are, you know, you're kind of in a circular uh, dungeon or circular room, but you're not progressing into multiple. It's just high score chasing, just like I wanted uh, from Disc Room. And basically there's a rotating gun that rotates around the circle that shoots out saw blades and it shoots out a blue saw blade that will if it hits one of the saw blades it'll destroy it or some of them take multiple hits but if you miss and it ends up like missing and not making contact with an enemy or one of the saw blades you're trying to avoid if it hits the wall then it just turns into a new saw blade oh, um but you're also at each like you're kind of clearing different waves and then after each wave you get a new power up so one of the power ups i got was like when the when you shoot the like when you shoot the disc at first or whatever it's blue 
and you're actually actually invulnerable to it while it's blue. So you can kind of almost use it as like a protection. Like I was just running around in circles, like following the gun and then just firing it rapidly and using it to kind of protect myself with a little barrier. But it was just it was so fun. And uh, Connor Grail, I just wanted to give a shout out to because his music is just awesome, both in the, you know, all the games from Matt Ugg and in this game as well. It's just really, really great. A game that like I kind of just usually these game jam games, you pick them up, you check them out real quick, at least for me. And then I, you know, move on. I don't like save them on my computer. But this one, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be playing this. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped on that. But then, yeah, the main games I wanted to talk about today, and I actually j- played uh, both of these games earlier uh, today as well. Nice. Um, and by the way, all the timestamps, I know I'm just rattling off a ton of games here. <laughs> so like all the timestamps we always have in the video description, if you uh, like what you hear, but forget what game we're talking about. But uh, the first one is called uh, Bombastic. And I think I talked about the demo for this game, Elekhead, a few weeks ago. Yeah. That was like, it has a very similar style to that. It's like a very simple, like really nice, polished pixel art. And it says that this game's a work in progress, but it had 30 levels. And they're all like single screen platforming challenges. Nice. Um, but basically, your main mechanic is you control this little like babam looking character. Uh, and again, it's got this really great like orange and turquoise color palette. It just it looks awesome. Um, and really expressive like animations and whatnot and basically it some of the levels are more like finesse and you're going to be like doing a little precision platforming bouncing around and there's basically you have to destroy every orange block on the screen and you do that by either like jumping on them and blowing them up and then if they're like if any block that has an exclamation point when you jump it'll like do a chain reaction and then there's like little cannons on top of the orange block so if there's like a cannon it'll Uh, if the chain reaction reaches the cannon or you can just jump right next to it to activate it, it'll like blast. And again, there's just certain you have to do things in certain orders to make sure that you can clear all the blocks on the screen in some cases. So it gets like more like logic puzzle solving or at least, you know, exploring around and kind of figuring out the level. But then some of them are just like, okay, you just kind of have to rate like as soon as you jump, you're going to start blowing up and the whole levels a chain reaction. (laughs) and You're just going to kind of have to race you know, as it blows up, but they did a like, it's so polished for a game. That's a work in progress. Again, I I feel like I got plenty, like I played for about an hour, I would say. Nice. Um, so it's, it's a solid, solid playthrough. I had a really good time playing that. Um, and then another game that I checked out, uh, right before, just before we got on was called Puzzle. It's a P U Z E Z L just the word puzzle jumbled up. And essentially the re I think the reason it's named that is like every level is like a, a small jigsaw puzzle. Some like at the very beginning, they're just about four pieces and essentially you control the character and the, the picture is not complete. It's like a mixture of puzzle pieces that you have to get into the right places, but you will move within the image like even if the picture is not put together you have to put the picture together to open the door to exit the level right but by to to move the jigsaw pieces your character has to be on that jigsaw piece and then you can press a button to then you'll freeze your character and then you're in control of the jigsaw piece that you can actually move on like the map and then you place that somewhere but then the way you're able to then like link that with other pieces, move those around. But then they're, you know, as the levels go on, it gets more challenging. There's pieces that you can't move. So you kind of have to figure out like, OK, these are the pieces I have to grab and connect together. And then later on, you get the ability to ground pound. So you actually need to like uh, connect pieces that don't necessarily need to be connected just to move them and then Ooh. ground pound to disconnect the pieces and then you know just you get them in the right spot so it's like it really gets puzzle solving and like there'll be like ladders and bridges and like 
they will not appear unless you have them fully connected. But like sometimes you have to like have it fully connected or like maybe they're not fully connected, but you do a ground pound to knock it down by one tile so that it then lines up and makes the bridge so you can walk across. And I I think I almost beat this game. This was another like I played for about an hour. It said there was 20 levels, but I guess I mean, maybe I just got stuck on some of those levels way longer than I thought because they are tricky. Um, but I, I definitely like I didn't beat it, but I ha- it felt very climactic, this final level. Like I had I actually got the puzzle completed. The door was open, but I couldn't figure out how to get my character then over to the door without God. moving one of the pieces. And it, it was just super tricky, like really crafty design. Like, again, I felt like it's kind of a full experience as is and could have even more to it. I don't know for sure that I'm on the last level. But I would love to see this explored even further because I think it's it's just a really brilliant game design. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really, really clever, really awesome and maybe a little more low key if you're looking for something that's like you're going to think a lot, but you're not necessarily going to have to be like smashing buttons and, you know, right. finessing around on the D pad and whatnot. But it's a really, really cool game. I, I highly recommend checking it out. Nice. Yeah. But uh, but Randall, I know you've been maybe uh, playing something on the new Xbox as well. I have, and something <laughs> yeah. that I would also say has a pretty pretty good soundtrack, uh, kind of along oh, the yeah. same lines you were talking before. I'm playing River City Girls, nice uh, because it is on Game Pass, and yes, I am playing it on my shiny new Xbox Series X. Um, even though this came out in 2019, it was available on Game Pass. I'm like, sure, why not? Another beat 'em yeah. up. Suddenly we're flush <laughs> yeah. with awesome new beat 'em ups. Like this was Seriously. not a thing for a long time, and now it is, and I I can't be happier about that. It's awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, but this one, uh, another thing that I've been harping on lately has been a theme of mine is polish in presentation in games. And this game, River City Girls, I think nails a lot of those polish in presentation elements. I really really like the art style. It's like a 32 bit sprite art type of look. Um, really expressive pixels yeah. like it, it feels like a more like pixelated version of like arcade style games i guess totally. which those were pixelated too but i don't know it feels like an arcade game it does yeah yeah kind of more yeah like a like a later arcade beat up style um with some yeah. real money behind it um which i love and there's not enough games that are still doing the 32-bit style which is like you know really just as beefed out as you can get while it's still is sprite art basically so yeah and like the animations yes. are just so like there's like those extra frame i don't know if it's extra frames of animation or if it's just the extra definition of the pixels but yeah i love that style me too and while we're talking visuals besides the sprite art there's a lot of hand-drawn like uh cell art type of stuff happening uh, kind of interstitial little scenes that are happening when you meet a new character and stuff and, and it'll be in in kind of a really well-drawn anime style it's it's a really pretty game that way um yeah I like and those on top of that there's yeah and there's really good voice acting too it's i was kind of taken aback i'm like wow this is they put some uh they put some time and money and love into this uh more than i even expected uh to be honest even though uh, you know, it's made by way for, way forward, so I guess I should have expected some level of this, but uh, yeah, um, more impressed than I expected to be. And yeah, it's it's got that River City Ransom DNA in it too, where um, in the River City Ransom style, 
you're kind of running around uh, a relatively big world that's broken up into kind of scrollable screens. And a lot of those screens will have like a shop that you can go into to buy food that can heal you or buy new moves that you can use. And this like your move set can be really long. And I've only played this like an hour and a half, two hours, but I've already got a move list. That's probably like at least 15 lines. Um, with, with nice. Yeah. With the option to have a lot more. So there's a layer of depth to this for being a beat em up, um, where you can kind of play your own way. Um, which I'm pretty into there too. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's got all the usual beat em up stuff where you can pick up, you know, like trash cans and yo-yos and shit and like <laughs> beat on characters with that. And that's a lot of fun as it always is. Um, you can level up your character, which gives you, uh, it typically unlocks a move when you level up, you level up by beating on characters. Although you can't just stay in the same, you know, first area and beat on guys over and over again, because after a while the game says, nope, you're not getting any more experience for this. You have to move on. Um, okay, nice. Yeah, and it's not just keep moving to the right until, you know, you can't anymore. It's it's often uh, you'll have to go all the way, you know, maybe beat a boss and then go by, like, the last thing I did was go buy a hamburger for this character you met earlier who's, like, on the other side of the world, essentially, with this very specific hamburger and deliver it to him. But <laughs> all the while you're doing that, there's still all these characters and these scenes that want to beat your ass, so you have to, like fight them or get around them but if you fight them at least you still get money which you can turn into things so yeah i'm into it um more than i thought i would be so i i think i'm gonna keep playing this honestly and it's got two player nice. which is always i was gonna say are you playing with tina at all did play i, that's, I know i ask that every time you mention a beat em up but <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's one of our favorite types of games to play together so yeah we did yeah. play it two player a bit but what was cool too is we started this save file two player but then i was still able to jump into it and play more in a single player session but nice. kind of keep that progress and then it's still offered like at the top of the screen like it was a you know a retro game like a two-player join in type of thing so heck yeah so jump in like drop point. drop in yeah yep so heck yeah yeah i'm, I'm into it so that that's awesome yeah because i i fired it up for probably about five minutes like i, I probably i got into the opening sequence and i, I kind of felt like I, I think i just bounced off and not bounced off i just was in the mood to maybe play something else but there was like kind of an opening sequence where i was like ah oh, what is all this like extra dialogue there's like, a just lot into the game like <laughs> yeah i just remember thinking like oh, i just wanted to like play a beat em up like immediately and it was like kind of not giving me that right away but if yes. you're if you're saying like maybe that's just a little opening sequence and then gets into the action yes and i'll admit it like when i first played this i was like oh this is cool but i wasn't i wasn't where i'm at now in my impression of it 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 took a couple more play times to like say oh okay now i'm like getting into the meat of this and yeah i'm i'm kind of the same way with a beat-em-up i wasn't necessarily here for you know long cut scenes and some of the some of the cut scenes that get a little wordy and like yeah we get the point guys like, you know we can... <laughs> hey, at least it's not like battle toads though no. which is like, give me a kiss or no, whatever, no, 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 whatever no. that ter- whatever we talked about how terrible that dialogue was and the voice acting is definitely a higher quality here uh, oh also. yeah so oh yeah uh yeah. E- even in the part where i was saying you know i i obviously didn't play it much because of yeah. that but it was high quality for sure it was like hey this is nice it just wasn't what i was expecting yeah it's but, I, i'm i'm into it more now you know like a third or fourth session playing and yeah want to want to keep playing it i like my beat-em-ups yeah i'm glad to hear that because yeah it looks it looks so awesome it does. That i was like i was almost bummed like oh i thought I, this was going to be right up my alley so i'm definitely going to fire it back up it's pretty nice well, John, we've been saving the the meat and potatoes the for you for over there. Oh yeah, 
come get your dinner. That's right. <laughs> Dessert. Because I'm going to be talking uh, probably the first of multiple installments on the podcast yes. of uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And yes. we've mentioned uh, Breath of the Wild before on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I may have said, like, recently in the times that I've replayed it uh, in, like, the past year that I think it might be one of my favorite games of all time. Like, oh, just oh. in terms of, oh, hey. <laughs> hey there, no, keep, DJ. Keep, keep going. Okay. <laughs> just in terms of replayability and, like, wanting to continue on in that world. And because I've played it, a ton and like I have a very you know I have a fondness for the characters and the story and like the environment so I was way more open to playing uh, a Warriors game that was in this world that I had a lot of attachment to right um, I knew that Hyrule Warriors when that came out on the Wii U that that seemed like it might be up my alley but it still wasn't something that really appealed to me because it was kind of like it's standalone story wasn't really like integrated it was kind of like a greatest hits like alternate universe kind <laughs> of yeah. fan fictiony yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a good that's a great way to put it yeah it didn't really appeal to me but like the fact that you know there were like Nintendo was involved in like mm-hmm. crafting the story for Hyrule Warriors, and it was set in the uh, like the Age of Calamity. So like in Breath of the Wild, there's you start a hundred years after like this giant battle, and yes, it's not super original or anything in terms of like a Zelda story. There's always that time travel and (laughs) like dark world, light world stuff that they're hashing on. But like, I really enjoyed, uh, breath of the wild, uh, the, like the story of that. And I think that if you have like the connection to breath of the wild, that age of calamity, like, is one of the best examples of dramatic irony in like a video game because part of the core of Breath of the Wild is that there's a hundred years pass after the four champions die in battle, like going up against Calamity Ganon. Right. And you in Age of Calamity, you are in that like hundred years in the past fighting alongside like all the warriors that die and like you're getting this emotional attachment that you kind of get in bits and pieces in breath of the wild yeah. but you're really getting it like firsthand because you're getting to play as all of them wow. and they all control differently and then you start getting attached to like their play styles and like it's yeah it's such an effective thing that i don't think a lot of like in terms of games period like you don't really get that as like unless you're i don't know maybe like i'm thinking of final fantasy x2 as a direct like continuation of a like story that you have that emotional attachment to the characters but right i can't think of like very many other games that like kind of approach it at that same way like it feels very unique and it was an incredibly unique experience in terms of storytelling for but that again is because 
I have a huge emotional attachment to the story in Breath of the Wild. So again, yeah. I feel like this is laser focused on a game that appeals to me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's something to say about like the fact that it's like it is like a I guess like a prequel of sorts, but yeah. like it's a prequel that like you already know some of what happened during that. So like you do it's like getting to see the whole picture like it, like it usually like a prequel can just be like oh we're just like writing stuff that will be cool to be like oh see that's how this person ended up like this like this is like there already is some of that structure i don't know that just seems cool to me and the it's champions re- are awesome so oh God. yeah they're so it's so good to like finally get to play them and like yeah, i don't want to get so into badass. spoilers yeah. into the story which is why i've kind of been like holding back on some of the clips that i've been posting because <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a lot that could get spoiled and like I, I i know that like nintendo like has the like they set up timelines with like the hyrule historia where <laughs> yeah. like oh yeah, yeah this is how each game is connected and sure like you can kind of see how like they approach what canon is in terms of their story but i think that they handle it really well and in a really interesting way and on top of that it's a really fun game. Like I've never played a Warriors game. I was I've never just gonna ask that, yeah. like Muso genre of yeah. like you are this unbelievably powerful like single player character just mowing down hundreds and hundreds of enemies, <laughs> and like that feels great. <laughs> how, how arcadey does it feel I when you're like gameplay wise? I don't know. Like it's kind of interesting because like there are a lot of rpg mechanics like the characters level up and like you are like getting new weapons that you're crafting into like get stronger versions of them so like there there is like some level of arcadiness to it but at the same time like i'm going back to levels and replaying them either to get more specific items and a, uh, a thing that I hadn't even touched on is that the fact that it's built off of Breath of the Wild and, like, just all of the items that exist in that game, all the characters, nice. all the locations, like, nice. the physical levels are, like, so recognizable because they take place in, like, very distinct areas in, like, the Breath of the Wild universe. Ugh. And, like... It, the game actually, I don't think, does a very good job of explaining mechanics to you in certain ways. Yeah. But I think that if you come in with the knowledge from, like, Breath of the Wild, like, so much of that stuff is either self-explanatory or, like, it's easy to be inferred. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever okay. you get a new character, like, there will be, you know screen pop-ups that tell you how does this character control differently you can always pull up like a manual or like a description of how each character controls but for the most part you like it is very much like throwing you to the wolves and letting you just test things out because there are so each character has like a dozen different combos that you can learn and they all are completely different none of the characters control like like there's Link does get a spear and like a two-handed weapon option that but that really doesn't control anything like Mifa or Daruk like they control completely differently and it feels like you can pick up a character that goes to your play style and just have so much fun that doesn't feel like anyone else man nice you you got me I mean I like again this game just kind of caught my eye because of the visuals and yeah. stuff and 
Like, cause it really does have that, like, there's something about the colors in Breath of the Wild that has like those, like those neons and stuff that mm-hmm. they, I don't know. It just, it, I just want to be in those environments again. Like, I just want to, I just want to get in there. I don't know. I, I need to pick up this game. Me too. Um, I'd be very interested because I know DJ, you've played the the Warriors games in the past. Like, what is your like? What is your like impression of like say maybe this game compared to those? Because like, I mean, I've only really played like Dynasty Warriors, so uh, never really got any of the you know story elements that you know this seems to be doing really well. Um, so I mean. I don't know. I I I am curious. I just there's just something about Zelda games that I don't know. Like I I don't love them as much as most people do. Like mm-hmm. I think they're just really solid, but I find myself never having many moments of like I don't know, like high intensity emotions at any point. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. not not even in Breath of the Wild though. Why, when, when do you feel? <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. Like I, I've got multiple moments, but... I, I guess I don't even necessarily mean, like, story-wise for me, but, like, I just had, like... I Again, I, I just getting lost in that world. Yep. Like, it was so fun to explore. Like, I really did feel, like, a, a genuine disconnect from reality in the best way. Like, you know, when you're playing a game, you're usually not truly lost in that world. At least I'm not. Yeah. But I like mean, it was like the game that like I did eventually it became a podcast game when I was just farming for items and stuff, but like um or you know, just doing whatever. But like I really would have times where I'd like maybe even put headphones on and like just get that, you know, tinkly pianos oh, yeah. in my ears and like just get lost with that game. Turn off all the lights. Like I, I loved being in that world in that environment. Yeah, I mean I I get that and I, you know, would feel similarly like I could get lost and like get more or less kind of a peaceful feeling. But I feel like if a game doesn't deliver on like something more intense feeling, like it's very easily forgotten for me. And I don't know. That's why like games like Dark Souls or whatever, like all the boss fights, I'm like super like glued in, like I'm stressed out, but like in a good way. I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't get those similar feelings when the game feels more laid back. And, you know, that's not a that's not a slight on the game. It's just. Yeah, it's just a preference. Yeah. 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 Are there any yeah, Zelda that. games that you do like? <sighs> I, or do you have a favorite? I mean, I probably have always leaned more towards the 2D ones. Um, I mean, I was I think I was a big fan of Link Between Worlds. Um, Yo, I Link, still need yeah. to play that. Guy. <laughs> Honestly, I think too. Link Between Worlds is up in my like top five. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, dang, that's saying what, what, something. What kind of reaction was that, Randall? <laughs> that's <laughs> I haven't played it yet. Oh, reaction. Cool. Yeah, we need to get on that, Randall. Maybe we should sync up on that. Have a little uh, Link Between Worlds combo one of these days. Because I, I was playing like I was playing Link to the Past recently, and like that's a, I think it's a really good game, but like. Link Between Worlds kind of has, like, a similar thing with, like, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity in that, like, it does benefit a ton from having you, you know, be familiar with the previous game and, like, it kind of builds off that. And, like, I think it, as someone who did have, like, some affection towards, like, Link to the Past, like, Link Between Worlds just having, like, 
smoother mechanics, like a lot of new things that like I really loved about it. Oh God, it's uh, like and and I uh, yeah, no, I just I'm he's gushing. gushing about how much this <laughs> Link Between I guess is I, such I don't know. A I get game. for. For me, for Zelda games, and I think most of us, uh, maybe other than you, DJ, are really high on Breath of the Wild. And for oh, me, yeah. I, I kind of had a little bit been on your page, DJ, where I kind of felt like I lost steam on the Zelda games and kind of got sick of like the just kind of formulaic, like, OK, I got to do the puzzles in the right order yep. and this and that. And like Breath of the Wild shook it up enough to where it was like, OK, this is like, like it, again, it just felt like an adventure instead of a, pu- a puzzle game. Yeah, you have to, uh, you know plan out when you're going to go to certain areas because hey there might be a lightning storm and you can't really do much then fuck yes. that right <laughs> oh. i love it i love but that adaptive yeah, we, gameplay no. keep saying things you hate about it and Ugh. i'll just keep talking Ugh. about how much it's the best thing <laughs> yeah what about what about you randall since we've all kind of given some zelda thoughts just any general things that are on the top of the mind at the moment breath of the wild was the most like the original legend of zelda which i spent yes. a ton of time with as a kid when I didn't have a ton of other NES games. And it's, yeah, it's just that pure adventure distillation. Um, and yeah, like the story beats that are built into Breath of the Wild aren't necessarily what I remember as my story experience with Breath of the Wild. Just exploring the landscape of Breath of the Wild was my own story. And it like, I just loved that that feedback loop of like, what's that weird thing over there? Let me like climb up, mm. even though I don't quite have enough stamina. So like, let me make sure I get to this slight ledge over here so I can, can regain I my stamina. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I'm like, oh shoot, I just barely made it. Let me like get back to green. Okay, let me keep climbing. Oh shit, there's like a really difficult enemy I need to fight here for a second so he can get mm-hmm. out of my hair. Okay, let me get over here. Let me uncover that rock. Oh, it's one of those cute little guys. Like, you know. Yeah. I forgot what their names are already. Koroks. There you go. Well, yeah, like, yeah. That that loop alone is just like, oh, I loved it. Just the like the excuse for exploration that's just open ended. Yes. I can do whatever I want. There's not enough games that do that for me, and I just I ate that up. I'm so happy that they're making a second one. And the the Same. appeal of the age of calamity of going back to that world alone is like enough to to make me want to buy that game. Yeah, yeah, it's that, you super could, sad. You couldn't have said that better, man. That's that's so well put. That that's exactly what I loved about Breath of the Wild as well. It's one of my favorite games. Period. Just for that alone, I still need to beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't I can't fault you for that as someone who's put in like hundreds of hours into Skyrim and have like barely done the main quest. Yeah, it's just fun to run around. I just yeah. get, I go like go to a couple shrines, and then I'm like, or oh, I could just go to the top of this mountain and paraglide for a while, and that's yep. fine. Um, yeah, it's just fun, no matter what you do. That's <laughs> what that's what's so great about that game. It's yeah. so open, like legit open world. Um, Absolutely. But uh, but I think we could probably wrap things up for the uh, week there this week, guys. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Well, as always, you can find us on the internet at uh, pursuingpixels.com. We're on uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. We've actually got a link tree now to make it nice and easy for you to find all these uh, places. But Discord, just nice and easy for you to join us pretty much anywhere on the internet. So, But yeah, hang out with us on Discord. We've got quite a few new people jumping Heck in. Yeah. So. Come and uh, chat. Come chat some Pico 8 stuff with us. We got some people <laughs> jumping and talking some Pico 8 development, which is really fun. So That's awesome. Um, but yeah, thanks a bunch for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye bye. Peace. Bye-bye. Peace.
You guys gotta play Link Between Worlds. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I haven't because I haven't <laughs> played through Link to the Past because I didn't have a Super you Nintendo growing to. up, and I know I've also enough that those beaten. are directly connected. Uh, you know. So like, have you there, never played Link to the Past like at all? No, I I have, but I only uh, like always. I make it like an hour yeah. in, and then I just float off to something else, even though I don't necessarily yeah. want to. See, I to the I know DJ will say you don't need to, but I think you benefit a lot from playing like at least like get some familiarity with like the layout because I I think that the I, I I'm trying to like not in terms of like game design tricks or whatever but like there are some subversions of like the original map yeah that feel like really good as like someone like i i played it when it was ported to the gba and like i played that to death and i like got really familiar like secondhand like knew where everything was located and yeah. like i know that that's a difficult ask for someone else to have going in is like you got to play it for 10 years and then like <laughs> then when you play the sequel that came out of nowhere like it feels great but like it, it was very rewarding game design for something that's i don't know 